welcome to the Firefly Creatrix podcast. For this first series, I'm going to be exploring creativity from different aspects, using a different theme and topic to talk around each episode. Um, So you'll just hear my voice for this series, but let's see what comes next. Please do like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And looking forward to hearing any feedback and starting more nourishing conversations. Okay, so episode two of series one of the Firefly Creatrix podcast. Today I'm going to talk about social change and creativity. And in my preparation for it, I'm not too sure quite where this is going to take me because. What I thought I would sort of journal about was not what came through. Um, So I'm very curious about what flows through today. And also just in preparation um, or in opening this space, opening the space for me, opening the space for whoever's listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Just taking a moment to honour the perfectionist because she is here. (laughs) She is welcome. She's been freaking out a bit. How can you have a conversation where there's no plans and there's no structure or there's less structure and you don't know what you're going to say? Like all of these questions, she's she's been asking them and she's worried and that's fine. That's welcome. Um, So, yeah, just taking a breath. (sighs) honouring that she's here and yeah that she's also not in the driving seat and I'm cool with not really knowing how um yeah how things are going to unravel and how things are going to change and that's exactly what we're talking about or exactly what I want to talk about today is this idea of change and I'm kind of framing it as social change but because that's what that's what inspired me that's what um as I mentioned like that's what in college and at university that was what drove me um what what brought me kind of excitement was to think about how creativity could influence social change and highlight issues in the world and um bring in revenue I guess bring in bring in revenue bring in finances but also raise awareness so that people the the sort of wider society were aware of of things um and the more I've gotten into it over my career the more I've understood that that is part of education and it's part of bringing in holistic education so it's highlighting different voices allowing everyone to speak not just a few um or inviting everyone to speak uh, if they would like to really having space for their voices to be heard all of those kind of things so it's definitely not the um probably single-minded is the best way to say it single-minded way that I would have thought as a young person that I could you know I we whoever I was working with could create something that would just instantly create this change (laughs) um it's not that it's not what it's not that and I guess just to take a step back um 
as I was starting to think about this and starting to think about, okay, so I've always thought of it as social change, but maybe it's just change. And then I was like, okay, so if I'm talking about change and creativity, what's creativity? If I'm kind of starting to understand or starting to question what change is, then I also need to, or also would like to really ask myself in this moment, in this time, in this incarnation that I'm in today, 1st of February, 2023, <laughs> that's when I'm recording, um, in bulk, happy in bulk, everybody. What is creativity to me? Or what is creativity, yeah, as, as, a, as a structure? And so I journaled about it and I'm going to, I think I'm going to read what I wrote because I just, yeah, I feel like it needs to, it needs to be heard. It needs to flow through and, and set a stage. So I wrote, creativity is an invitation to play. Creativity is a dance with the senses. Creativity in its purest form doesn't discriminate. It wants to be born, to grow and to evolve. It forms relationships with those who witness and interact with it. It forms relationships with those who harness inklings of ideas and dedicate energy to channeling them into an expression. Creativity can be experienced through touch, sight, sound, taste or smell. And if the senses are how we receive information into our bodies to process on the physical level, then creativity to me feels like an energetic thread that connects bodies through these senses. The ability to sense is magical and the thing that comes along to play with that sense is also divine. It's a communication, a relationship, quite literally a co-creation that is formed. And it's formed in so many different directions with so many different qualities and potentials that it creates a web. It channels both direct messages and more abstract nudges or concepts that might invite another's input too. It's definitely not 2D. Creativity creativity does not make sense. (laughs) It defies logic. It doesn't have all the answers oftentimes just more questions. Where did this idea come from? I don't know. It just needed to be expressed, to be seen, to be released. It just is, and it's perfect for this moment in this constellation, interacting with those that that it needs to. And so it is. So yeah, that was my journaling, my musings around what is creativity And I suppose when I think of creativity and change, I think of the way, again, the sort of that divine cycle of life, like we need creation, we need sustaining, preserving, um, caring, and and we need destruction of the things that aren't, aren't relevant or no longer serve us. So it's part of that creation of life and again going right back it's the source it's we're all created each one of us is here on this planet living this life because we've been created um and yet why or how have we got to where we are where creativity is not seen as powerfully as it could be from my perspective from my experience of it um it's not an easy thing to sell again partly because of what I said there it's like it does it it doesn't make sense there's no formula there's no perfect way there's no kind of algorithm that we can put into a computer that that is 
you know, creates divine output. It doesn't, there's no, there's no way to do that yet. <laughs> and again, I speak for like where we are right now, where I am right now. Um, and, and I guess the way that I create now, I, 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 I just love, <laughs> as I said in the last session, <laughs> the last um, episode, I love, um, organicness. I, 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 I can't imagine the whole AI thing. It gets too much for me right now. I like to, yeah, collect all the story, collect all of the, the background, all of the mess, all of the grittiness, all of the, for me, all the beauty is in there, all of the kind of nuance and the, and the, the mulch, the sort of the fertile nature of an idea is, is in all that stuff. And that's what creates something that feels really true and really honest rather than something that's been put in you know a few buttons on a computer potentially and creates something so anyway back to the topic of social change and yeah so I I some level I always knew that um I wanted to to make statements I think um I have this moment that I that comes back to me in my again in my early 20s um while I was in full-time employment I would always have things outside of work that I was dedicating myself to creatively as I think my kind of passion projects and my ways of keeping myself grounded in creativity because I sometimes at work I wasn't you know that's that's the nature of of that kind of work you don't you can't choose what you work on so sometimes there would be things that were less fulfilling creatively so I always knew at home that I had those things to fall back on and one of the things that I loved was um street photography and I did an exhibition once and joined many things like joined, like I did I did I did quite a lot and I really enjoyed it I never thought that it would take me you know I, I never saw it as something that I would monetize it was just something that I really enjoyed and it took me to places that I would never have visited before so it was a way of exploring as well so it, again it had that again the not 2d nature to it there were so many facets of it that that inspired me and led me to it um and part of that kind of opened up slightly more political um or societal kind of questions within you know the things I took photos of and the the marches that I would go to just to to see what was happening and to 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 kind of capture moments of of it and and that introduced me to more of this kind of activist nature and I would have these ideas about how to kind of combine some of the photos that I'd taken with 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 graphics or with newspapers and and kind of create this layered story again I've always loved layers and I've loved creating art through time and seeing how um I, I you know in India and places like that I loved seeing signs that have been printed over over the top of signs and and so that when it wears through you get like senses of of the layers of time and the layers of history that a particular building or a particular sign has been through similarly in in the UK you know love seeing the old signs of the shops and the the sort of 
sides of buildings that have got um advertisements for like bread and and milk and things um in currencies that don't even exist anymore still painted on the sides and so yeah it was that idea of layering up different mediums and creating sort of some sort of statement um and again I, I mentioned this because it's never come to fruition and it may do, may not. It might have been something that was an inkling of an idea. Again, I mentioned that in my journaling, this idea of creativity, forming relationships with those who harness inklings of ideas. Um, and those inklings of ideas might incubate for decades. You just don't know. Um, and it's interesting for me that I come back to that moment quite quite often at, at the minute um i think that's because i'm contemplating where my role or where my creativity can continue to serve in the social change movement or social justice movement um because then as people who know me will definitely know because <laughs> uh it's been a big part of my life for a long time what then happened was that in 2015, as part of a journey around Asia, I was in Nepal during the 2015, April 2015 earthquake, um, which was 7.9 on the Richter scale and had a huge impact on me personally and obviously the country of Nepal and the people. Um, and literally shook things up in many ways for me um, and of course as I say for the people who live there and so since then I've been working um, in various ways in various guises and I won't go all into all of that now I'll put the link in the notes to the the podcast so you can get to the website which shows a bit more of the work that I've done um, but what has culminated more recently or what, what kind of became apparent over time. At first, I did not, it did not even, it, it, I don't know, it, it didn't, <laughs> I couldn't have put into words that I was using creativity as a response, as a way to help, as a way to give back. At that time, that was, that was what intuitively came was to create something that I could sell uh, to raise the, raise funds and raise awareness about what had happened and the fact that people were struggling for years after um obviously an earthquake is just a short amount of time for the actual quake the quake itself was two and a half minutes but the decimation continues you know for years and in the in nepal's case the uh, aftershocks continued for a year so rebuilding was really really hard and obviously you're in the himalaya so a lot of nepal is in the himalaya not all of it so the logistics of getting equipment, supplies, everything into the mountains, just it took years and it's still ongoing. It's not it's not finished uh, in terms of re um, rebuilding post earthquake. So, yeah, my response to it was to write a story and to illustrate that story, um, which became a book called The Country That Shook, which. Um, then rebuilt a school in East Nepal. So that was kind of the first chapter of that part of my social change journey. But it took me, I think, two or three years to really realise that um, that I'd used my creativity 
<laughs> which sounds so silly now with, with hindsight that I didn't see it that way. But it, it, I actually felt guilty that it wasn't quicker, that my, that my, my channel of response wasn't quicker. Um, obviously a lot of people responded in very different ways and charities were brilliant and the way that they, um, were able to support their communities. Um, mine has been a more slow <laughs> process. Um, and in the end, the school that I rebuilt with the funds that were raised, I rebuilt through the Gurkha Welfare Trust and was able to visit the school three years later when it was finished and safe for the children to go back to school in. Um, and I think, again, it wasn't really until that revisit that I realised the power of collaboration within social change, within within create within creativity as well but there was this kind of light bulb moment of collaboration um being so integral to anything like i brought i brought an essence of creativity but obviously the builders brought their creativity the the, the architects brought their creativity the um the charity that was that had liaised to work out you know what school was the best for me to personally um, support all of that you know all of that is different forms of creativity so that real sense of collaboration was <laughs> slapped in my face is what is coming to mind <laughs> um, I think because previous to that working in industry yes you're collaborating with people and because you're kind of trying to all bring the similar skill set my narrative in my mind was that it was more of a competition than a collaboration. It was more of, um, which again, maybe is, maybe is something that I've, I've def it definitely is something that I've personally worked on and continue to work on is recognizing that kind of, um, conditioning that narrative in my mind that I don't find helpful, but also perhaps it's part of this part of the kind of capitalist culture of wanting to pit people against each other rather than see each other as allies and um, supporters of our, you know, bringing out each. Because even within a team of, of creatives, even within a team of graphic designers who've had exactly the same training, everyone's got their own gifts and everyone's got their own approach and everyone's got their own kind of skills, like strong set, strong skill and thing that they feel really comfortable in. And other people will have things that they feel less, and the same person will have something that they feel less comfortable in that they might have to ask a colleague about. But that wasn't something that I felt really, I didn't see that. I didn't see it until this experience of working in the social change sector, which obviously meant that lots of different people, lots of different experts were coming together and having to trust each other um, and seeing how none of it was possible if we didn't all turn up like it it just wasn't it just wouldn't have happened I mean every, you know in Nepal people are so their hearts are so big and so full and they're so beautiful in the way that they greet everybody and the way that they um, honor their guests and the way that they make you feel so welcome and how they celebrate you for what you give back to them 
Um, I've been at numerous ceremonies where you can hardly see my face for the number of um, flower garlands that I have around my neck and my my forehead is completely red from the amount of ticker that has been put on me <laughs> and that's so wonderful and I all you know I, tr- I try to really reiterate and c- continue to communicate that none of this is possible without them being there as well like the community that asks for what they need and know what they need and, and know how to to bring everything together um yeah me bringing in creativity in my form and which created money in this case um was only a small part of what needed to happen what needed to come together to create the new thing um (laughs) this is so interesting how things come through it's just yeah fascinating um because then the next chapter of um this sort of journey of social change um and I again what's coming to me now and I thought I might speak about this a bit later down later through this um download this communication is is that that's what I'm learning from this exploration is that creativity is change no change happens without creativity And so part of me questions with that, whether there's a fear about creativity because of that, because we have a fear of change, because we, you know, as humans, well, I speak for myself, I love stability, (laughs) I love safety. And we, I think we, inherently want those things we want to we want to feel safe and we want to feel stable and we want to feel slightly in control even though um we know we're not essentially we are finite beings and we don't have any control over what we are faced with we can only control how we react to those things and um i think perhaps that's why there's this fear of of creativity being valued because if creativity was suddenly invested in and given um a platform and or or you know a bigger platform than it currently has i know there's so many wonderful people who in in very different facets of creativity provide these amazing platforms for people to shine and um and share and really yeah look at look at what creativity is bringing and what I'm saying is that on a on a more global scale or on a scale that's yeah more more to the the masses <laughs> um and maybe that's not what maybe that's not what's needed maybe that's that maybe that's part of the old paradigm maybe actually what's currently needed and I feel what's currently happening is that there are there are these smaller platforms coming where people are becoming famous but not on a not in a kind of celebrity way they're becoming famous in their own communities in their own on their own within their own networks for what they're good at and but but everyone's becoming famous because of what they're good at and everyone's good at different things 
so yeah that was kind of something that still feels quite hard to express as you may be able to tell from my um mixed description but this essence that creativity is change and there's a fear of change and there is again in my experience definitely a fear of creativity and the power of creativity um, within our current societal structure structures um and it's not invested in highly and you have to fight for funds and etc etc and that's something that I'm experiencing with and have been experiencing with the project that I've been working on for the last three years is it three years now yes three years nearly since the beginning of the pandemic I started working with um a growing group of young Nepali women um, and girls and people who menstruate and also people who don't menstruate who want to support those that do in creating a book called Kumari's Adventure with Her Moon Cycle, which is a storybook um, written by me, but with and with editing support from Anurada, um, which really just isn't it is what it says on the tin it's an adventure into this wild and magical world of the female body and celebrating the connection with nature celebrating the 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 form itself so she kumari the main character really um through through the community that she meets she explores her anatomy and learns about things that she didn't know about um and exactly how things work and why the cycle is the way that it is all of these things um and again I think this will come up in future episodes because I would like to do um an episode about cyclical wisdom and I think why this is important to say now is obviously is because it is one of my um I talk about it on my website as one of the ways that I give back. Like if if I feel any overflow of abundance that I have, it pours into these things. It pours into the country that shook. It pours into Kumari's adventure with her moon cycle. It pours into the workshops that we hold going. For, we're still, you know, the book is published now. It's published in June 2022. Um, we still hold workshops every three months is the intention at the moment um, for as many young people as we can reach across Nepal to have access to exciting holistic creative workshops that also bring them access to a medical professional so that they can learn and ask questions in a safe way um and in in the process of the creative workshop they're breaking down their own what they're invited to break down their own kind of blockages because I find or I have found with the work that we've done there um that direct questions without kind of any icebreakers or games or playing or dance uh, or or yeah picking up a pen- pencil and paper and just drawing something intuitive the direct questions are met with silence because it's it's too much it's too direct whereas bringing in that that essence of creativity that the feminine nature of space and movement and the invitation for diversity as well for everyone's answer to be different no one's going to draw exactly the same thing no one's dance is going to look the same um so it really brings in this um vast space (laughs) 
<laughs> that, it, that has it has the space to hold all of these different expressions. So yeah, when I when I am abundantly full, that's what I overflow into. Um, and I love that I have had to step back a couple of times purely because of the um yeah the scale of it and I almost I almost the scale of um not necessarily of Kumari's adventure with the moon cycle although it is growing and we're getting amazing videos at the moment and photos of of the book being delivered all around Nepal but more the scale of the movement in itself of menstrual health awareness um menstrual health and hygiene of the kind of conversations that are happening and also what that's connected to it's not just about menstrual health it's about equality it's about honoring differing bodies it's about seeing everybody and all of these issues the climate change everything is all connected um and so sometimes yeah it gets overwhelming and, I, and coming back to what i said at the beginning so it's almost full circle um oh what was that little noise never heard that before um <laughs> it's given me a little ping to remind myself to breathe probably um yeah to come back to what I said at the beginning um creative if creativity is change or if it sparks change organically like okay I'll say something else in a second but something else should just come in but if creativity is change then it's also it needs destruction it needs preservation and needs sustainable sustainability built into it but it needs to, it needs to destroy things that aren't serving anymore to create space for the new the new um creativity to flourish for the new ideas to come in for the fresh perspective and so again i'm just bringing that in here because maybe someone needs to hear it <laughs> and maybe i need to validate myself for the fact that i've had a few moments where i've had to step out um which comes with its own kind of guilt because there is a community that I work with and that I love and I adore and I and I want to be there for them at all times and sometimes that's not possible um yeah just saying that to be heard um but yeah what I was going to say as well was like if even if even if I hadn't fallen into this even if I hadn't been in the earthquake in Nepal and this journey had never started even if none of that had happened and with hindsight I feel like it some if it wasn't the earthquake it would have been something else I was searching there was part of my soul that was searching for something to champion to what's the right word <laughs> to advocate for I really wanted to use my creativity to advocate for something and everything else felt too this became personal because a lot of the things I was passionate about and I still am passionate about are so global or are so huge that they that I knew I needed my own angle my own kind of connection to to make my work to, to ground my work because otherwise I know I can get to in my head or yeah it, it sort of gets too floaty and it's that it's not is not grounded in anything. What happened to me in Nepal was 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 my grounding. Um, as well as my shaking, it was my grounding. And yeah, so I have I do have endless, endless gratitude um 
that I, that I was able to, that I had the privilege to be able to, well, both to leave um, and that I um, didn't have to stay or it didn't, I didn't stay very long after the earthquake um, and that I had the privilege to be able to give back. So <laughs> coming back to what my point was that I keep getting diverted from, but was that everything that I've ever done prior to the earthquake also instigated change. Any bit of packaging that I worked on that went onto the supermarket shelves, even those that didn't get onto the supermarket shelves, they instigated change. Even if it was like a, my, a minor thought or, you know, someone's decision that day, it, it, we don't know. We, we can never tell what sliding door effects, um, sliding doors effects these kind of things have because we don't know what would have happened if that bit of creativity hadn't been released into the world. Um, you know, it could have just been that my boss, you know, saw something that I'd done and was, and was, even if they were angry about it, even if they were like, oh, that was crap. Well, you know, whatever. I'm sure it wasn't that. <laughs> but anyone who, yeah, interacted with something on shelf or made a different decision because of something that they saw or a, a bit of information that, I, uh, I'm trying to think what else, or, you know, what, what other forms of things that I've worked on, like loads of stuff online. You don't know what people are seeing and you don't know, you know, in, the, in this age of social media, we don't know what impact our posts have. We see the likes and we can, I mean, I don't do this, but you can probably find out how many people have seen your post, but, but we don't know what impact that has on that person's life in that moment or rippling into the future and into the past. So I, I guess that's probably where I want to leave it today is just to really acknowledge that you don't have to be part of an activist movement. You don't have to be advocating for better menstrual health um, and holistic creative menstrual health education in Nepal to be a social, to be, to be, yeah, advocating for social change, to be um, part of social change because anything we create, whether it's a, you know, like we said, a dance session or um, planting a flower, creating, like setting out some bulbs really that, that are going to come up, like sculpting something, writing a poem that just comes into your heart, into your mind and like, or a little post-it note that you leave for somebody, like all of those things are, are crea creations. It doesn't have to be something that is, um, you know, a vocation or a job or anything. Um, but each tiny, tiny, tiny essence of cre creativity ripples into something. And that's why we evolve continually. Like, you know, every child that is born starts as a cell. <laughs> it's just it's so, so tiny. Every seed, you know, every oak tree is an acorn. It, it, it's every every bit of creativity we don't know we don't know we don't know how impactful it is but it is and it's that and it and so in that way yeah creativity is nature it's this constant drive and willingness almost desperation determination survive like this determination to survive and to thrive that for me is what creativity is and that's where we get to creativity and social change because in this day and age there are so many people who 
are advocating for change in in in, in different different ways for different reasons and in different cultures in different countries on different lands and yet essentially i can't speak for everybody but i feel that you know that that kind of higher highest good that is coming through from all of these people on a global scale looking to level up looking to improve the lives of for them their own lives and also the lives of others around them you know that is that is a huge huge energy shift so yeah i'll i'll end with that what i wrote at the beginning that creativity is an, is an invitation to play and creativity in its purest form doesn't discriminate it wants to be born it wants to grow and it wants to evolve thank you for listening and i'll see you on the next episode thank you for listening today please do follow the firefly creatrix on instagram facebook and youtube for more inspiring content